Um, can I just say, let, let, let the Lord do what He wants to do. Open yourself up to what God wants to do. And, uh, let's give Pastor Colin the, uh, the, the respect that he, he deserves. And let's not shout out or do anything that's out of order. Just uh, If we could just love the Lord and honor Him. I just want to say to you, Pastor Colin, that we, we love you, Nikki, and we're so grateful. It's been a while um, you know, since we've had you. Um, but I'm really excited, you know, really excited for what the Lord's going to do. So... Um, and you better behave, brother. <laughs> Last time I was really drunk and he prayed for me. I, I, oh. I, I used to think that was emotionalism. I thought, this is Sherem. And he just put his hand upon me. Boom. He said, I want to pray for you. Three hours later, we, yeah, the other people, there was nobody left here. It's just a handful of people. That, they carried me out of church. I couldn't drive home. <laughs> and I thought, God, I wasn't emotional. <laughs> I wasn't seeking that. <laughs> but it was God. And you know, I, I just I just sensed in that three hours a closeness and a a bond with the Lord. Just it, it was just beautiful. I, it, it wasn't something I was seeking. It wasn't uh, but there was a liberty, a joy. I, you, you, and I went when I, I couldn't get up and walk. My legs were just like jelly, and I just. I, and, and, but it was. I just sensed that I had come into God's presence, and I think that, that that's really what we, what we want. So, Pastor Conan, I just want to open this up to you. Thank you, Nikki, for coming. Uh, thank you to each thank and everyone who has come to be a part of us thank this morning, and uh, just. You know, I, I know that you are unconventional, and we love that. We just want to flow with that. <laughs> so just, just come and come, come in and be blessed, bro. Bless you. Praise well. Hello everybody, it's, uh, it's lovely to be here and um, the worship was beautiful, beautiful. everything that's worship. been brought through this morning and it's just lovely to be here, we had such a good time with Fee and Pastor Rob yesterday and, oh, yes, and they were talking for about six hours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's lovely, we had a lovely night, oh. thank you. Praise God. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I've got this guitar is because Nick and I were going to Tauranga. Mm -hmm. And um, I forgot to take my guitar with me. And we were halfway there to go and share at a group in Tauranga. And then the friend texted me back and said, Colin, did you remember your guitar? And I went, oh no, I've left it behind because she wanted me to do the worship. And so we had to pull into a guitar shop and buy another guitar. <laughs> this, was, this was the cheapest one there. <laughs> but it's, I just really sense that there's a real uh, holy fear of God here. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can feel there's an awesome presence of God in this room, in this, room this morning. Thank you, Jesus. And I can sense there's that real anointing flowing. Yeah. And there's the holy angels of God. They're joining in this procession this morning. And I could really feel that deeply uh, while we were worshipping. And that worship was absolutely beautiful. And it reminds me of the Jewish 
you know, Israeli uh, worship and dance. And so when I was brought up with uh, a Jewish lady from Israel, she was my spiritual mum. And her husband was a, a chief from up north, uh, Pat Brooker. And so I had the privilege and the honour of being with them for over 15 years. And uh, worshipping with them, ministering with them, praying for the nation. Mm-hmm. Always prayed for the nation. Amen. Never forget to pray for our Aotearoa and the nations of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what God led me to, to just go every Wednesday, worship Him, praise Him, fellowship with Him, and um, pray for our nation. And before I go any further, I just want to say thank you, Pastor Rob. You know, he's like, he's, he's a pastor, but to me, he's like a good, good friend. Amen. And then, I quite agree. He's like a fellow that you can talk anything to, and he won't beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Fiona, what a lovely, mighty woman of God. You know, and I know that they have both paid a serious price to serve the Lord. And they have come from um, uh, uh, from overseas. What was the area again? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. They've come all the way from Zimbabwe, and here they are uh, honouring the Lord by keeping hearts open to serve the Lord in this place, in this house of God. And so I always treated with care um, coming into the house of God and um, what God is doing and being in the moment of where we are right now in this nation. And so thank you, Pastor Rob, for having an open heart, you and Fiona. And it's always a privilege and a blessing coming here to this fellowship. And, and Lady Di, always lovely seeing Lady Di. And then, well, we might as well say Princess Di. <laughs> the last time I saw her, boy, I saw that sword drawn. And she was going to, I could see that, that uh, fight upon her concerning the nation. Amen. As a watchwoman, she's got a real watchwoman's heart for this nation about the word of God mm-hmm. also and that's what I felt and when the worship was going on today you could really feel that awe of God I felt like take off your shoes you're on holy ground that's what I felt during the worship and then keep it going keep it, keep moving in that anointing and in that way of worship Amen Amen, Amen. Hallelujah Let's just give the Lord a clap eh? And I was uh, trembling a little there because when I was looking at the scandal and, and then it's got the menorah at the bottom of it. It took me back to 1995 when I was praying in the lounge about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and um, I, you know we heard that word earlier about that we might understand his heart what's in his presence and all my supernatural presence. That's what we really need in the church today. God's supernatural move of God. And so back in 1995, I was in the lounge praying and I was standing on my on my feet. Most people say they're on their knees. I was on my feet. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the menorah appeared on my wall. And then in the center of it, this flame of fire went... <laughs> It shot through my roof into the heavens. And when it done that, I fell backwards in the lounge, flat on my back. No one caught me. And then I fell fell backwards on my feet. And then I heard the Lord say to me, the seventh candle is now burning. Oh, hallelujah. 
is a, this is a holy time this morning. The seventh candle is now burning. And then I asked the Jewish prophet what that meant. And this is what he told me. What did he tell me, Nikki? Just in case I didn't get it wrong. I remember him saying that the centre line that he saw was Jesus represented Jesus. Jesus is on fire for his church to burn. On fire. Jesus is on fire to set his people alive. Jesus is on fire to catch the hearts of his people and intimacy with him and, and relationship with him. You know, it's funny because before I came to the Lord, uh, uh, I was brought up in a family of drunkards and from Thursday to Sunday, booze, the gang members and all that stuff, filled our house. And then, but in the midst of all of that in Avondale, not far from here, in the midst of all of that, there was my mum bought these U Bible and U books uh, uh, from Arthur Maxwell. Who remembers those? Who, who, who remembers them? One, two, three, four, five. It's going up five. <laughs> this, this is not an option, you know. <laughs> and in the midst of that was all these Your Bible and You books. And it's quite interesting that before I, before the Lord brought me to him at age 18, I was having all these revelations, dreams and encounters with God and I didn't even know half of what it was. Hallelujah. And the first time was when I was five, I opened up this little Bible and new book, the finger of God writing the Ten Commandments on the two tablets of stones and Moses being up the Maunga at Mount Sinai. And in between this little gap you could see the tents of Israel all pits down the bottom. In this one picture. And whilst I opened up this picture in the middle of all the uh, uh, drunkenness and that going on in our house, I went into a room, the old room in Avondale, 59 Riversdale Road, and I opened up this book, and all of a sudden, the, this, this uh, presence of God, I didn't know it was God, but it filled my room and it filled me and I couldn't move for three hours. And the reason why I'm relating this stuff is because I believe that this is the season that the church is going to move in the greater presence of God like ever before. Amen. And boy, do we need it. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. If the church is going to have any impact in this nation, then it's got to be in the presence of God that it will happen. Hallelujah. If the church is going to have any uh, revelation about the nation and about the government, then we need to ask God to raise up the anointing of God like he did of old, like the prophets did. And they stood before God first, like Elisha said. As surely as I stand before a living God. He didn't say as surely as I stand before a crowd. He said as surely as I stand before the living God. This and this will happen today. All men of influence because they had influence with God. Amen. That's what we need today in this generation. Not about how many scriptures I know. And that's good to know. But how much we know him. To know him, to honor him, to search for him, to dig deep for him, to, to let him manifest his love in us. We can cry all night and all day about what's happening in the nation, but have we cried out to God about the nation? I believe that many of you have. I'm just saying, I'm not giving you heaven to go to. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so in the midst of all this at 59 Riversdale Road, Avondale, there was God moving 
and, and, and his love and his grace and his mercy. Because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have a clue. Because God done it himself by bringing his presence down when I never even expected it. I didn't even ask for it. And then when I was at Avondale College, uh, Avondale Intermediate, we were singing the song I was telling Pastor Rob last night, and he got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> we were singing this song, Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His strength is marching on. And while we were singing that, all of a sudden I knew it wasn't the choir. And I knew it wasn't the, the youth sitting in the school assembly. I could hear this amazing, beautiful uh, orchestration of angels singing with us. That was absolutely beautiful. And it was like a pitch that you've never heard before. And they were joining in. What a church service that was. Wow. How God would all of a sudden deem to allow opening up the angels of God to worship with us at Avondale Intermediate when I was about 10 or 11 years old. Hallelujah. And then going, step forward a bit, back again past, then I was down here in um, Tiarawa Street of Titaragi Road. And um, I was 16 years old, looking for in big, deep trouble, pain in my heart, not knowing what this world was all about or including myself, and searching like the woman at the well, you know, being through a broken relationship, whether it's with dad, whether it's with mum, whether it's with family, there's a broken relationship going on in our house. But you know what was amazing? At age 16, I was sitting here like the woman at the well, and Tiara was just up the road here. And then I was working for Māori Trade Training, doing my, still doing my carpentry course. And um, so I, I was sitting alone. I wouldn't sit with all the other guys. I was too shy, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people I'm a man of few words. <laughs> that stirs them up a bit. Hallelujah. And so, um, and so here I was. I, I had the soul beating up old car, Vauxhall uh, uh, V-Locks. And then, and um, so I hopped in at, at work at lunchtime. I'd always sit and never go to the smokers here, where there were 18 other trade trainees, and, uh, and also the two tutors. One was a Christian, and then he was a lovely man, Ted Hopkins. And, and so I, opened, I went into my car, and someone put a Gospel of John in my glove box. And I, I pulled it out, and I opened it up to John chapter 4. And when I began to read it, I read this part. He who drinks of this water will thirst again. But he who drinks of the water that I shall give shall well up into him rivers of life. Amen. Oh, I said that very politely, didn't I? <laughs> you know why I first said like that? Because I felt the revelation and the revelation and the enlightenment of it. Amen. That day, sitting there, dry, tired, worn out, suddenly when I read the scripture, my spirit came alive. All of a sudden, I was laughing. Now, I wasn't one to laugh. Not after you've been to school, Kingpin at Avondale College, Avondale Intermediate, all that sort of stuff, and I was quite a, a tough fella. Look at you like this and get really serious. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 
get into fights and all that sort of thing. Amen. And here I was sitting there reading the scripture, and all of a sudden I felt like this bubbly lemonade bubbling up inside of me. I always like, felt like a lemonade bottle being shaken. And this bubbly was coming up inside of me. And, and I, all I could feel was laughter and joy. And what's going on here? What's happening to me? And, that, and I laughed and I was trying to suppress the laughter because I was serious. One part was wanting to laugh, the other part was trying to be serious. And, that, and then finally I realised that God was touching my life and I just let loose. Amen. Hallelujah. And I started laughing and laughing and laughing. Thank you. He said I was not convincing him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I started laughing. Isn't that what God is all about? Yes. About joy, fun, fellowship, yes. the anointing, and the Holy Ghost. Yes. We can sing about it all day and not experience it. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then I got the Bible. I got the your Bible. I got their Bible. It's John, the Gospel of John. And I ran over to the smoker shed where all the men were sitting. And I started preaching the gospel. I wasn't even born again. <laughs> I started preaching the gospel of John. Why? Because Jesus got a hold of me inside. And I could feel the living water alive. Oh, you can't explain that. You just roll with it. And then, and it got me so much that I began to uh, laugh and laugh. And I went to the smokers and I said, hey, you guys. Look at this, and they were like, hmm, what's happened with Colin? He's gone weird. <laughs> I don't blame them. Hallelujah. He's gone, he's gone funny. I said, I love this funny. I love it being weird like this. It's awesome. It's better than being normal. <laughs> and I could feel this, and I began to tell them about, hey, I've got filled, filled with this living water that Jesus spoke to you, to this woman at the well, and I can feel it rising up, and they're all like this. And the tutor, that was a Christian, he knew exactly what was going on with Colin. Hallelujah. He just knew, he knew. Something's happened to this guy. He's getting touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, when the apostles moved and they went from place to place, when they prayed, the Holy Spirit filled people. You remember that? They, they, they were filled with the anointing and with the presence of God. And they were touched emphatically. And they knew that something was new and fresh. It's time for the church to hunger. Go deeper. Dig that well until you hit the water. That artisan well. Keep digging, keep drilling until you hit that artisan well. Or a water of life. Now I was watching this program. It's called um, Home Seed Rescue. Anyone watch that? That's alright. Am I the only one that watches TV these days? Am I being found out? <laughs> Hallelujah. And so... Um, and so I was watching this program and these dear people that go around all around America helping people rescue. It's a Christian family of three. Mother, I mean, sorry, father, a daughter and son. And they go all around. This is gift. He goes around and he blesses people with this carpentry school. Praise God. And he goes and gets people that are struggling. They've got no water on their sites or no power or, or they're struggling with their animals. And so they go there seven days, seven days and that. And they go in and um, rescue these people and give them home. And so one day they called up this guy who's a driller. 
And on the last day, with the last pipe, the guy said, never give up hope, we've got one more pipe to put on to go down 350 feet. And that's the last hour, they were about to leave, seven days was about to be up. All of a sudden, the draw's going away there, and the last two hours of the time there, the water is some huge enough, huge enough. From the Atisian wild, this water, they hit the water. And the whole family were dancing and rejoicing because they hit the water. Blessed is the man who diggeth the well in the valley of Becca. Blessed is the woman who diggeth the well in the valley of Baca. You know, the valley at Baca means hard place. Blessed is the person who knows how to dig a well in those places. Not when it's going well and it's easy to praise, but when things get tough, that's the best time to praise and worship them. That's where the well is dug. That's where the water comes up. Blessed is the man, happy is the person that knows how to dig a well in the valley of Baca. Let's give the Lord a clap. I promised the Lord that I won't speak for three hours today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm just going to sing a song. Hallelujah. But I believe that relates to you today. And after the song, I'm going to share a couple of things that the Lord showed me, uh, revelations that the Lord showed me back in 95, which I feel relates to now. Hallelujah. Prepare the way Prepare the way, prepare the way 
the sun Prepare the way Prepare the way Prepare the way For the coming of the sun It comes to my heart that I was pondering on earlier this morning and last night is where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is an anointing. There is His power to heal. There is wisdom that comes. And it was lovely listening to all the lovely listening, coming to a church where. That spirit of liberty is prevalent in this room. It's a blessing and a privilege to feel that liberty in the house of God. And I felt that very clearly this morning. Amen? Amen. It was very prevalent. And um, the liberty that's here is due to hearts being open to Jesus. And it makes it easy to speak when people's hearts are open to the worshipping of the Lord. And allowing that liberty to come. Mm. And it's lovely to hear uh, the prophetic word flowing from Jesus through his servants mm. in this room this morning. Mm. It's lovely to hear the worship through different ones and words of prophecy, even a word in tongues mm. this morning. Now, you know, that's really rare in a lot of churches that I've been to. Mm. So you got to, I want to salute you in mm. that for listening to the Spirit. Because many people have frozen up, if I can call it, put it that way, from giving the liberty, being able to move mm. in the presence of God, which is so important in the house of God today, yeah. to be able to move in the liberty wherewith Christ has set us free, yeah. and no longer being entangled in the yokes of bondage, Amen. whether it's tradition or religion, or whether it's, you know, in my own tradition and in my own thing, I had to walk away and break away from things. Yeah in order to stand in the liberty that Christ has set me free in. Mm. And many of you here, I believe, also. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And um, so it was an honour and a privilege just to hear the prophecy coming through this morning about the nation. And someone had a, a prayer in their heart about the nation. And I just drank that in because it's so precious. Hallelujah. And, and then also about many other things that were brought forth from the heart of the Lord through the servants here this morning. Amen. Amen. And so I just thought I'd mention that before I go further. Because um, and lovely the way that Pastor Rob is and the way that he honours the Lord and how he hears God. And we did really feel a, a powerful connection with Rob and I. And we ended up at Denny's probably longer than six hours. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I totally enjoyed that time and that moment. Uh, with, with Pastor Rob, uh, uh, fellowshipping, breaking bread together, and encouraging each other and exhorting one another on because, you know, I'm going to be honest, it's really tough in these days. Mm -hmm. The enemies are attacking from all directions, and I don't want to give them credit, but we need to be aware of the one that we fight against. Because mm -hmm. we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against wicked spirits. So whenever you feel like you want to get mad at the government, realize that it's the enemy. Amen. You know, and keep simple and keep it keep it real before God. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have a fire about that because I reckon we knew many of the apostles and prophets of old in the Bible all had a message like Elijah, like Jeremiah, and they had words for it in a season for kings and queens. And I believe that God's raising up that kind of army in the season that we're in. But he's been doing it for a while, way back in the wilderness. And he's been preparing people in obscurity uh, for, a, for a season in the quiver. And, and I believe, and it's just an exciting time, because God's going to reveal his army, as it were, that have waited on him, stayed faithful, been humble, all those things that matter. And that don't throw eggs at Parliament, you won't win victories like this. I'm just saying. The way to do it is the way that Daniel led, by praying and beseeching God. Even under pressure, Daniel was, he kept his face towards Israel, towards Jerusalem, and his heart towards the Lord. And in doing so, uh, oh my gosh, how he had so much impact because he was faithful and humble before the Lord. And before you knew it, he was raised up as second in command over the nation. And then that's when the authority came. It reminds me of um, Esther and Mordecai. When Mordecai, he was a humble man and he, and he would not bow down to that wicked Haman. And we all know the story. I hope you do. Yes. And we all know the story, but he refused to bow down to that wicked Haman. And it made him mad. We need to get a few people mad up once in a while. Because when you serve the Lord, they're going to get mad with you. Yes. Hallelujah. That's in the Word of God. We don't always have to be Jesus loves the little children and clap their hands. But we serve a God that's also a God of victory. And He's an almighty God. Hallelujah. And He's got an outstretched hand waiting for soldiers to take command over the nation and take authority over our lives and take charge of our cities and of our towns and of our meetings and know that God is in control and that God is raising up uh, an army of um, uh, men and women that know how to shoot that slingshot stone right between the last eyes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I believe that God's raising up that kind of a, a rising in the spirit where we become like warrior champions, knowing that when we march places where God takes us, we have the victory already before we get there. Yes. Hallelujah. And that God is on our side. You look at uh, Joshua. When he, was, um, when he was in battle, and, then, and he looks out and he sees three kings coming. And the, the army that he had were like the multitude of the sands of the sea, the Bible says. And what does the Lord say to Joshua? Nah. Don't worry, Joshua. He said, this time tomorrow, you'll have the victory because the Lord be dead. We serve a mighty God. Look at, look at uh, the armor bearer and uh, Jonathan. He goes, hey, mate. Yeah, mate. He goes, he goes, it's an Australian and a Kiwi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ministry together. And he goes, mate, what mate? He goes, mate, I'm thinking of something in my heart that I think we could do. Mm. What's that, mate? He goes, let's go up the mountain and take out the Philistines. And then he goes, what? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> he goes, okay. He goes, this is what I reckon. If they call out to us, we know that we've got the victory. And how many would believe that even if they did happen? <laughs> we've got the victory. And then... But if they tell us to stay, we'll stay where we are and we won't go any further. 
Well, they call out, off they go, they start climbing the mana. While they're climbing the mana, the victory is already at hand. Amen. Why? Because the Lord causes the enemies to fight each other. Yes. Yes. He causes them to beat each other up. Yes. He doesn't have to use the swords. Hallelujah. And, that, and God used Joshua, I get it, I mean, um, Jonathan that way. And when I'm beginning to read these stories like that, I'm going, I'm trembling, going, oh my God. That's who you are, Lord. He hasn't changed. Amen. This is the God that we serve. He's still a God of almightiness. But we just haven't heard that enough, I believe, in the church. And we haven't seen it long enough in the church. And then I was standing in Taranaki, and I saw this flames of fire coming up off the beach. I'm just giving an example of how God can use you if we're obedient to him and not be afraid of what the enemy does. And so I saw these flames of fire shooting up. And then I thought, what on earth is that? And so I, I got inquisitive, as I do, and I got closer. And I saw all these witches dancing on the beach, all around, dancing, dancing, putting their curses over the sea and whatever. And then I went back up to the Lord said, now go back and stand on that manga, and I want you to pray. So I lifted my hands up and I began to pray. Heavenly Father, shut down what they're doing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shut it down, Heavenly Father. And let them see that you are God, not what they're doing. Hallelujah. And so anyhow, um, very quickly, and the moon was getting on late and the moon was still out and it was dark. But only the moonlight was there. And suddenly I saw this cloud that formed the shape of a hand. And it came across the moonlight and blocked the light. And so therefore, they had no more light to dance around and around the fire. Yeah. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? Yeah. This big, huge hand came across the moon and stopped all their nonsense. Yeah. Hallelujah. And this is one occasion. Oh, hallelujah. I believe in a mighty God who wants to do mighty things Amen. in this nation. Amen. Hallelujah. And the reason why I speak like that is because I've seen it with my own eyes and experienced it. It's not about written, it's about moving. Hallelujah, in the presence of God. And so all of a sudden, they all stop, they pick, they put their fire out, and I'm standing there up in the mountain, and you're allowed to do this too, I believe. I stood up there and I started laughing out loud. <laughs> you know why? The Lord said that he laughed from heaven. Yes. I want to join in with him. Yes. When he brings about a victory for you. When he brings about any victory for you, we should laugh and give God the praise and do a dance in our land. It doesn't matter whether it's an alleviated pain in your finger or a flu that's been healed. If we do the greater little things, maybe greater things will happen in his name. When we do the simple things, hallelujah, and all that sort of thing. And so these witches, they all packed up their bags and they went home. But I prayed, I said, Lord, I pray that they will understand whose hand it was. Amen. And that you'll convict them and show them that it's your hand that reaches out and touches and intervenes. God's hand is not short, reaches out unto the nations to save. He is mighty to save. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And then um, that was that. And uh, after that, Nick and I, we had meetings at home in the shed. And witches of warlocks would turn up. And the shed. And like the presence of God that was in this room right today, and an almighty anointing in that, the presence of God would be in that shed. Suddenly, I could see one of the witches, then she was going like this, 
and she was she was like being hit by the power of the Holy Spirit, but the enemy was trying to block her mm -hmm. from hearing from Jesus. Yes. And she's got her head and she's shaking it like this yeah. and that. And as soon as the worship finished, I commanded, said, in Jesus' name, I command those voices that are speaking to you to shut up. Yes. Yes. And then all of a sudden she stood calm. Mm -hmm. And then she hit the ground. Mm. When she got back up on her feet, she says, Jesus is Lord. When we had outreach out on Queen Street, it ended up about 300 of us dancing on the streets, giving glory to God. Mm -hmm. There was a minister revival that took place in that meeting. It started off with four of us. The Lord of God's glory came in. I'm sharing with Pastor uh, uh, Rob last night, and he's had experiences in the same way and then, uh, over in America. And then and, um, the glory of God came in, the whole youth were on fire, they got revived, only God could do that. They got revived and touched powerfully. And then the outreach team turned into a, like a war, I've never seen this before. And then they got really on fire, they were going out on the streets, bringing people to Jesus and uh, uh, touching everybody that was there. We'd have the AG pastor there, would be the Asian Christian pastor there, there was another, many, many leaders and all that stuff were being there, uh, Shaman, pastors, Tongans, we all joined together. Praise God. The whole lot of us. We Lord. tried to squeeze into one room like this, like salmon. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and the catch cry was, let God have his way. Yeah. Let Jesus sit on the throne. Yeah. Let Jesus be Jesus. Let God be God. Let yeah. the enemies be scattered. Yeah. And we would come in with a common thing. To worship him and to give God all the glory and give him all the praise and give him all the adoration that he deserves. Amen. Who agrees with that? Amen. Oh, yes. man, all of you put your hands up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and in this meeting, uh, there was ended up with 300 of us out on the street worshiping, praising. And in that moment while we're doing that, the Satanist witches and warlocks set up their camp across the road. <laughs> now I'm really excited. Hallelujah. Oh, yep. Over over a hundred witches and warlocks came out of their cavern or out of their caves. And they decided that they were gonna have a go at us. I totally loved it. When they come out of their cave that means there's something's going on in the church. Because it's stirring up the beehive. Oh, sorry, it's the part of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's stirring up something. And so they're doing all their little rituals and their little flames of fire and their, what they call it, their emblem that they carry. They're swinging it like this. And some of the Christians are going, Oh, I'm scared. I said, Oh, be quiet. Don't worry about that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop. You don't have to fear nobody. Yes. Fear not. Amen. Hallelujah. Can't you feel that God is in you? Yes. Rising up inside of you. Yes. Causing a fight. Yes. The good fight of faith. Yes. Oh, I reckon God is installing that back to the church again. Where we have courage yes. to fight the good fight. Yes. We can have all the, the armor, but we need courage. Yes. To step up to the line and take a hold of what belongs to us. And this nation belongs to Jesus. Amen. And let's give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. And then I noticed something. 
Next week, it whittled down to about 70 of the witches' warlocks. The following week, it whittled down to 40. <laughs> and then the following week, up it down to 30. And I was getting smart on the mic and going, what's the matter? Has your God gone to sleep or something? <laughs> Hallelujah. Or has he gone for, you know, what Elijah said, eh? Oh, what's the matter? Are you going home to cry? <laughs> or, you know, we you need that kind of uh, cheekiness, I reckon, in the church today. It's automatic for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. You know, I don't care whether you laugh or not. Let me tell you something. If you don't, you're going to have trouble in heaven. <laughs> because the elders in that worship and praise are 24-7 in the things of God. It's about time the church started to understand what worship and praise truly does in the atmospheres in your city and in your towns. And one person who's courageous enough, like I believe Pastor Rob, who's courageous enough, to step out of the boat and take hold of what God really promises us and that to take authority over our cities, our towns and our nation. Hallelujah. And when I was 18 years old and I had just come to the Lord and the Lord said to me, I want you to get up one tree hill and stand on that manga and I want you to prophesy something. And I had no idea at all what prophecy meant. All I heard the word was get up there and prophesy. Uh, I had no idea, and I still don't. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, and so I go up there on one tree hill, and the Lord said to me, I want you to stand on your great-great-granddad's tombstone up there. So I went up there, and I stood on the one tree hill on John Logan Campbell uh, tombstone, who's my great-great-granddad. Wow. And I prophesied, and I said, Lord! From Cape Reina to Stewart Island, New Zealand shall be saved. Hallelujah. From Cape Reina to Stewart Island, New Zealand shall be saved. Amen. Yes, and then Alfred Lado rang me up. I don't know if you know him or not, but he used to be in Parliament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, and he, he rang me and he was in the declaration room of Parliament. He said, Colin, I believe God wants you to declare something over the nation. I said, from Cape Reina to Stuart Island, New Zealand shall be saved. Amen. Oh, you're a bit quiet here. <laughs> Hallelujah. My church don't get away with that. No way. Oh. From Cape Reina to Stuart Island, New Zealand shall be saved. Amen. 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 Some people are going, oh, you just say that. I said, no, I utterly believe it. I live for it. I pray about it. I eat it, drink it, prophesy it. And you know, some of the greatest prophecies are those who never give up on what God tells them until it comes to pass. The watchman on the wall never give up day or night until God establishes Jerusalem. Hallelujah. It's that kind of tenacity. It's not fly by in and fly out again. Hallelujah. It's because you've committed your life and your heart to follow Jesus. And when he begins to tell you things and show you things, believe him. Amen. Believe it all the way. Believe it more than the ingredients they tell you how to bake. Because <laughs> sometimes it comes out flat. Especially if I'm cooking. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When you get that baking powder that's got sure to rise, you've got the right one. <laughs> 
Oh, I, all I can say is God is on the move, church. Don't be afraid. God is, I, I can feel it in my spirit. All the things that have been spoken over this nation and many other nations are culminating for something most powerful, most awesome and most holy. The church hasn't seen the latter day rain yet, but it is about to hit. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, let me tell you something. I've had a little swig here and a little drink there of the glory and the presence of God. But when the fullness of it all comes, oh, let me tell you something. And the book, I've forgotten what book it was, but it talks about the, the glory of the latter house shall be more powerful. Hallelujah. Oh, arise, shine, for the Lord has come. For the glory of the Lord has risen. The glory of the Lord has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. And then right at the end of that particular chapter, it says, And the least of you shall become great. And the weakest will become a mighty city. Don't underestimate what you carry and who Christ is in you. The hope of glory. Never give up on the things. Even if it feels mundane, you just keep digging, digging ditches. Because sooner or later, that ditch is going to be filled with water. You won't know where it came from. Just like the prophet Elisha said uh, to those two kings when they were going around and around and around and around. And they became thirsty and dry. They had no water just even to feed the animals. But when that one prophetic word came from Elisha, all heaven broke loose. Let me tell you something, this is a holy time that we're in, and it's an anointed and an appointed season for the church in New Zealand and around the world. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Elisha said, you just keep digging ditches. Hallelujah. Don't look to the wind, don't look to the rain, but it will come in a way that you least expected it. We are in the least expected time, but God's going to do something powerful. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we're not coming to play church. We're coming here to be the church. And to rise up, our people of power. Stand up across this land. Take forth the sword of your spirit. Pull down the enemy's plans. When Jesus arose, he arose. He defeated, defeated all of our foes. God is getting that look back into your eye again. You know what I mean? He's giving us that fighting look. He's giving us that fear not look. He's saying like Peter. Peter jumped out of the boat and then he sank. And then he and then and then the Lord said to him, Fear not. It is I. Come. And then fear not. God's put you in situations that you're in because Jesus. Is planning the next level of blessing for you when you are about to be touched by Him because He put you on that journey in the first place. Oh, hallelujah. And you've got nothing to worry about. He's got every detail in His hand. And you watch Him as He begins to blow away the government that we've got by the glory and presence. And they're going to come bow the knee to Him and they're going to search for answers through the church. Hallelujah. They're going to beat a door. You know, uh, in America, there was this man, um, and they looked to him, um, Eisenhower. And when America was in trouble, Eisenhower heard of this prophet. He had a church of about 30, about this number. And, then, and this prophet guy, he would prophesy things, and, 
And they would um, go, whoa, go out in port, talk about nation, talk about the church. And everything that he shared happened in, in America. So Eisenhower thought, we better go and send an audience to this guy and see what he's talking about. So they sent uh, two leaders from Parliament, from the presidency, to go and search out this prophet in a little old church in America. And when they got there, they wrote down everything that he said, sure enough, he's prophesying and all that sort of stuff. And then they waited and waited and waited. But when they got to this man's house, he was an animal man. He loved birds, he loved cats, but he had no sense of smell. <laughs> yeah. So when these two visitors from Parliament got to his house, they had to get handkerchiefs and put them around their nose so they wouldn't faint. And then they fainted since. And then they and then they listened to this man who started prophesying to them about Parliament, about the government, and so on and so on. And then, sure enough, three months goes by and everything comes to pass. So Eisenhower, he gets excited. So he said, I want an audience with this man at church. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. Who's heard the story? No. No. Amen. Yeah. Eisenhower gets excited, so he makes a pathway to the prophet's door. Mm. And sure enough, he gets to get a hanky and <laughs> put it all over and all, all that stuff. And he goes and he listens to this prophet guy. Sure enough, what the prophet says comes to pass over the nation. So Eisenhower friends him. And they become very good friends. And this man of God was able to talk life into a President Eisenhower. That's what I believe God's going to do in New Zealand. He's going to raise up wisdom of men and women and take them to Parliament. And they're going to have audience. The church is going to have authority in this nation. The church is going to move. You'll pray and God will answer your prayers. It's not going to be uh, beating around the bush. You're going to speak a word from the Lord and it will come to pass over your life. And it will happen. Why? Because it will be inspired by the Spirit of God. It will be inspired by Jesus. And it won't be guessing. This time tomorrow, like Elisha said, a weight of flour will be sold for a shekel. Right? The next day it happened. The next day what Elisha said came to pass. And so I'm going to finish very shortly. But, um, oh, he's looking shocked. (laughs) 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 And so I'm going to go back to 1995 and share a couple more. Uh, uh, I believe they were prophetic words that the Lord gave me for New Zealand back in 1995. It started in 1981 and went right through to the year 2000. But in 1995, uh, I was in a prayer meeting with Nikki and family. And um, suddenly this vision appeared to me. Just check this out, see if it's from the Lord or not. Or unless you've got some crazy man standing up here uh, sharing things that don't match. And so, um, and so this vision appeared to me. And in it, there was, if I'll just borrow this, there, he had in his hand a newspaper. And written on the top of it was Fresh Start. Fresh Start. And... And he was waving this newspaper around on the streets, yelling it out, free start. But then along came the rest of that prophecy from those two words, free start. It was on the front headline news. And what I saw was, it was free start, free start, read all about it. Don't you hear the angels, they're beginning to shout it. Can't you hear them calling liberty? 
Fresh start, fresh start, read all about it. Don't you hear the angels, they're beginning to shout it. Can't you hear them calling liberty? And I went, oh my God. The Lord said, that's for New Zealand column. I want you to speak it when the right time comes to New Zealand. And then he said to me, I haven't finished with you yet. And, he, and I said, what is this about, Lord? He said, I will do something in the natural that will, that will eliminate what you've just heard in that vision, mm. in, that te- in that television vision. So two days later, I turned the news on, and the Liberty capsule that came from the moon, uh, number seven, Liberty Bell, was found. Mm. Three days later, wow. down deep in the ocean. Mm. They pulled it up. I saw it. I watched it on the news. And then three days later, after the Lord gave that vision about liberty, they brought up the liberty capsule number seven, my favourite number. I was born on January the 7th, seven years before 1970. I ended up on the 7th month at 77 Hume Street, Waitara. <laughs> I don't call my phone number because it's not 777. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then... Three days later, they found the Liberty coin with $1 million, the gold coin, Liberty coin. Uh, and they're deep in the ocean once again. And I tell you what, my hair nearly fell out because I got excited because I knew that God was saying something over Aotearoa way back all those years, even though we're in a battle right now. But here is what the Lord said. There is a liberty coming over New Zealand. And the angels were already shouting it. God is not time. He has always been and he always is and always is. Even though I say 95 to God, that's only yesterday. When he brings prophecies, it's like yesterday in 95. But God sees way ahead. He knows way ahead about what's coming over a nation. And he raises up different ones to speak his words. Does he not reveal his secrets to the servants, the prophets? And he raises up something aforetime, before it's time, to strengthen and to encourage the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And then, um, not long after that, the Lord said to me, I want you to go down uh, to the library and I want you to get the book out of Jonah Bark. And I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting. So I go down to the library and I asked the lady at the desk, she said, no, we haven't got it here, it's out. But I said, but the Lord told me to come down and get it. He said, it was here. So how can it be out? <laughs> and then, and so, and so I said to her, are you sure? And she said, yes. I said, I don't think so. I said, I think it's here. And then she turned behind her and she was standing in front of it. <laughs> and so she goes, oh my gosh, it's here. I said, surprise. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so she put it in my hand and I read it. And to cut a long story short, this girl, Jonah Bach, was in a vision told to go and anoint the French man as king. And it was on July the 17th that that took place where she anointed that French man as king. And the reason why this was 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 um, insightful was because when the Lord revealed these other visits to me, it was on the same day. Hallelujah. What was the other thing? Yeah, the the statue, statue of oh, that's right. Mm. And then the Lord um, showed me about the Statue of Liberty. Mm. And then the Statue of Liberty. And on this book, everyone thinks July the 4th is written on it. 
but it's actually July the 17th. Mm. Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's July. actually July the 17th on that statue yeah. of liberty. And then he said, now read about the ark, Noah's ark, and then it says on the 17th of the seventh month, July the 17th, mm. the ark uh, of Noah rested on the mountains of Ararat. Mm. Wow. Mm. So there was a liberty that came. Yes. I was about to come. They were still in the ark, but the ark rested. Mm. And then the time when the dove came, the doors opened. There was a liberty that came for them. Even though they had been locked up in that ark all those months, and that, but a time of liberty was coming. Thank you, Lord. Can you, do you get this? Yes. Can you feel it? Yes. Hallelujah. There is a liberty that's coming. And then um, when we moved into our house in Taranaki, it was also on July the 17th. <laughs> when the Lord gave us a house, we bought it. Uh, the Lord made a way for that. Um, and we ended up in 77 Hume Street. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, the reason why I see these things is because God is a personal God. Yes. And he deals with us individually. No, one, no one's the same and we shouldn't be. And we shouldn't have to be. So if I hear somebody else and they're different to me, uh, amen. It might not be the same as you, but it doesn't have to be because God's moving in them differently. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And so, Nikki, there was one more about the liberty thing. I just can't quite click. Oh, right. I was thinking of the ark. Oh, yeah, yeah, the ark. Yeah. And there was a real liberty, mm. you know, stand fast mm. in the liberty wherewith Christ mm. is set us free. Mm. And do not be entangled in the yoke of bondage anymore. And stay sure and stay fast in that liberty uh, and that fresh start. Well, I tell you, I want to see that a fresh start in the house of the church of the nation. Thank you, Jesus. What's that? Oh, yes, yes, thank you, Nikki. That's why the Lord's brought me Nikki at this season of my life. And one more, I'll share one more thing and then I'll hand it back to Pastor Rob. Um, and so also going back, way back uh, in the 80s, 90s I think it was, and I found myself in a dream and I was locked into this dream for about 10 minutes, but be, be a piece, I won't share the 10 minutes, I'll keep it simple. And, um, and I want people to get this because it's for such a time as this. Mm. It really is. Mm. And then, and then um, in this dream, I said to my friends, they're all army soldiers, and they're all at my dad's house. There's heaps of them. We had trucks outside to carry them in. And I just, I don't know why I said this, or actually I do. And then I said to the men, please don't leave me behind when you go. And, that, and I woke up in the morning, they were all gone, and I was left behind. And uh, I felt like the Lord showed me that because he was showing me where my heart was. That I felt like even though it had been a long time in this journey, I felt like I'd be left behind. Mm. I felt like everybody else was going into ministries and doing all sorts of stuff mm. while I was sitting at home being left behind doing nothing. Mm. Especially after coming to the Lord, being in outreaches that I shared earlier mm. and seeing a move of God. Then all of a sudden God said, I want you to stay home. I want you to just minister at home with your children, with your wife, and that's all you're going to do. Mm. Now, that was a real challenge. <laughs> it was a very big challenge to do that, mm. especially when I'm still in my 20s, 30s. Mm. After experiencing such a taste of God, mm. 
And he said, if you will do this, he said, you will see more than what you're seeing now. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. And so I said, Lord, I want to do your will. I don't want to go back to uh, outreach. I'll stay home. But I was still jealous though. <laughs> because I was seeing all my friends going off the Bible colleges and they were going overseas into missions and, and doing all these things that my heart wanted to do. God do that. And then he said to me, Colin, he said, what you see as church is going to radically change in the way that I'm going to do things. He said, the way the church is going to be done, people are going to run by the thousands. Choose the Lord. Praise God. Because if when you wait for the Lord, you will not be disappointed. They that wait for the Lord, you will not be disappointed. They that wait upon the Lord will rise as wings as an eagle. When you wait for the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I, I was, you know, feeling all this jealousy. And then the Lord told me that. And I started to feel a little bit better. And, then, and he said, if you will pay the price and wait for me, I will send you around the nation at the right time. And five, five years ago, after waiting 30-something, eight years or so, the Lord then called me to go and travel the country. And I, at this time, the season that we're in now. To speak of all these things that he put in my heart years and years back that I believe relate for our season that we're in now. Hallelujah. And I would go into the pool here and cry out to God, Lord, Lord, here I am. Are you there? Are you going to help me? And God said, you just keep doing what you're doing. I'll take care of the rest. All you have to do is keep praying, keep waiting. That's all you've got to do. Amen. And so in this vision... Um, I, I got left behind, I walked down to the army barracks, I saw all these soldiers marching as a platoon, and they saluted, but when they saluted, I noticed that they had the swastika behind the Kiwi uniform. They had the Kiwi uniform, but they also had a swastika uh, on, their, on their pocket shirt here, and I could see right through the uniform, and I could see that there was a counterfeit army marching throughout New Zealand. Interesting, eh? It was that kind of... Um, you know, they're kind of Hitler, that, um, what do they call it? Uh, three like communist, communist uh, spirit marching throughout New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I carried on marching, and then I finally got to the army barracks. It took a while. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And that's significant of being left behind, but I had to get there the long way. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to take time. It wasn't going to be a quick journey. It was going to take time to get there, yes. even though I felt left behind. And when I got there, this key, I could see all these cages as far as your eye could see. And inside of it were soldiers locked up. All the real, all the real soldiers, they were locked up in cages. And then I saw this key appear. Well, it wasn't like this. It was a big key. And then I heard the voice of the Lord say, go and unlock. So I started with one. Eight came out. They all had keys. And they went and unlocked eight cages, so that's eight eights times 64. 64 unlocked eight cages, uh, I mean um, 64 cages of eight. Mm-hmm. And after that, in the vision, I lost count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could only count up to 16, <laughs> and I was all good after that. Mm-hmm. And then it just kept multiplying, and it kept multiplying, and it kept multiplying. And when I was looking, it was like a tsunami wave of God's people being unlocked. Amen. Hallelujah. Or unlocked into God's presence. Amen. As Pastor Rob said. Amen. 
are locked into God's anointing out from whatever those cages represent. Amen. And they were unlocked everywhere. And it was like a huge number. It just went woof by that. And then when I saw that, I heard this loud voice from heaven say, And this army will overcome the counterfeit army. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'll repeat that again. Yes. Thank you. This army will overcome the counterfeit army. Amen. Oh, let's give the Lord a clap. then finally, this army moved right throughout, throughout the whole of Aotearoa, and they locked them to seventh wave, rolling in, taking over everything, and they, they swept through, and the enemy could do nothing about it, because God's army was showing love, showing fire with one another, showing fire for Jesus. You know what? I can't wait, you know why? Because I want to see hospitals emptied out. Who wants to see that? Mental hospitals emptied out. Youth no longer ram raiding, but a ram raiding for heaven. Hallelujah. They're ram raiding heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, and they're anointed and they're on fire. You know, my son, one of my sons, Joshua, and then he gets revelations and dreams every day. I can't keep up with it. He comes up one day and he goes, this is the outpouring of God's spirit, like Joel said. And the young ones dream dreams, have visions of men, older men, like me and Pastor Rob. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to face the fact sooner or later. <laughs> he still acts like he's young though. <laughs> And old men will dream dreams and young men will have visions. And upon my uh, handmaidens and servants, I'll pour out my spirits. Oh, how we need the Holy Ghost. And I'm being on fire. When Jesus came out of the temptation of the wilderness, the Bible says that he was full of faith, fire in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And he was anointed. Oh, and he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. Oh, and you get that sense that, you know, the giant is awakening. And I heard uh, Sister Di's prayer, wake us, Lord. Mm -hmm. Oh, and how God is definitely waking us at this time. And he's waking us up in this season. And he's giving us something of his his heart, like he's been always longing to do. And to pour out his spirit. And one day, I'm going to share one more thing. And and it's just just rolling in my spirit to do this. And one, one day I was in the lounge praying and praying and praying. And then um, suddenly I could sense this rushing mighty wind blowing around and around and around. And then all of a sudden I felt my spirit being lifted up out of my body into the heavens. I didn't go to heaven. Hallelujah. I just went into the heavens and I could hear all of a sudden this loud voice. And I'm going to say it like God said it to me. He said, Moses, Moses, take off your shoes. You're on holy ground. You're on holy ground. And then, and once again, I had no idea this was going to happen. I never asked for it. It happened. Mm-hmm. Moses, Moses, you're on holy ground. And then, and then he said, "Tell my bride when you meet her, when you go back down, that I am in love with my bride. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. I am in love. I could hear his longing. I could feel it in me, in my spirit. Thank you, Jesus. It wasn't just a word from the Lord, and I'm going to prophesy it. Yeah. It was an encounter from God that had permeated my whole being." You tell my bride I'm in love with her. Thank you, Lord. 
And he said, and I, and I could feel this, and I long to pour up my spirit like they've ever asked. I long to pour up my spirit more than they asked or have even thought of. I long to pour up my spirit upon my church, not just one, the whole body of Christ. Because God is a jealous God. It doesn't matter whether you're Māori, Pākehā, Indian, uh, New Wayan, uh, the other Wayan. <laughs> it doesn't matter who we are. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he wants to pour and pour and pour and pour and give more and more. In fact, he wants to give all of himself to his bride. Thank you, Lord. Because he longs, his longs and longs to bless us with what heaven looks like. Yeah. On a scale like never before. Mm. Hallelujah. And he showed me this and I was like, oh, shaking, trembling before God. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. And he said, oh, I want to pour it out. But he said, but I can't. Because of jealousy, pride, pointing the finger, gossip, and all these things. that get in the way of uh, the spirits moving and the new wine and the new wineskin. And so this is like nearly 40 something, 40, 30 something years ago that I had this encounter with God the Father and with the Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he said to me, he said, I'm going to do a purging. I'm going to do a shaking. I'm going to do. I'm going to move upon my bride. And I'm going to remove all the old wineskins out of the way. And then when that's done, and then, and then he gave me this title, the purging has begun and then the new wine will come. Amen. Hallelujah. And then we'll see the dead being raised, the blind eyes open. The ears hearing, deaf hearing out of obscurity. The lame walking, silver and gold, have I none but such as I have? Rise and be healed. That kind of a gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That kind of an anointing that God wants to establish and he's been longing to establish for many years. Now he's had his eye on this land, the land of Beulah. Oh, he's had his eye on the land of Israel, on the land of his holiness. He wants to do a great and mighty, awesome thing in the midst of the church like never been before. And he's longing to do it and he's preparing our hearts for it. And when it comes, the river, the ditches that we've been digging are going to be filled with water. Hallelujah. And there'll be no more thirst again. Because that river of living water that welleth up inside, he drinks of this water and I'm going to finish on this, will never thirst again. Hallelujah. He who drinks of this living water, you will never thirst again. It will well up inside of you. Wells of life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Unto life. Hallelujah. Amen. And God takes charge and authority over everything that the enemy has tried to do to bring death over the church. God's going to breathe life Amen. over the church again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I've got this hard thing in my heart about Israel and I had the privilege and the honour Hallelujah, I'm standing with the ambassador of Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. At a marae, a John Waititi marae, at a time when our government was misbehaving. Amen. And I got, we got called upon to go and stand with the Israelis. Amen. And I tell you, from that day on when I did, I felt this fire burning in my chest. Amen. 
after supporting Israel. God so loves that country and that nation. What a wonderful uh, time to come into the service today to see us praying for Israel. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And oh, how and how he longs, he longs to touch his bride in a way like never before. And he's going to. He's going to blow the enemy away. Leaders are going to bow the knee from all across the nation and all across the world. And they're going to give preeminence to the Lord, the God that we serve. But they know that he's the highest mountain amongst all mountains. There's no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved. Hallelujah. There's only one name above all names, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, and one more thing. I remember when I was 16 years old, that was four years ago. And um, I remember standing there. I wasn't born again, and uh, um, this, uh, this uh, what do they call them now, um, another cult, they came up to me, and I wasn't born again, they said to me, what are you searching for? I said, God, that was my answer, and I said, but who? I said, Jesus, if he's real, and then, and they said, well, why don't you come along to our faith? I said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> And they said, but what would you do if you meet this Jesus? And I said, whoever he is, I want to ask him that if I get to know him, that I can have a huge impact in this nation. Mm-hmm. That's what I prayed to the Lord when I was 16. That I would have an impact in this nation. Mm-hmm. That we would know in this know that there is a God of Israel in this nation. Yeah. That we serve a living God that he's not dead. He's not a church God on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's a God every day of the week. Hallelujah. That we can serve and get to know Him and move in the call of God in our lives. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a real anointing on our sister who done the worship this morning. And I feel that God has got such an amazing pathway for you to walk. Hallelujah. And I can see many people of um, different nations gathering to your anointing. And they're going to come because you've got such a nobility about you, my sister, that God showed me earlier as we were worshiping. That there's a real nobleness about you, like Queen Esther. Hallelujah. Up on our dear sister here. Amen. And we've got some stirrers in this game too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who know how to stir with the flame of fire of the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And that sister in the green there, the Lord showed me to say this to you. Amen. He's got everything in control for you. And it's going to open up for you. And, that, and you're going to feel the peace of God that passes all understanding in the season that you're in right now. God is going to go ahead of you and you're going to know that you know that he is with you and what you choose to do. Amen. Hallelujah. I can only speak as the Lord wants me to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for Sister Di, Lord, and the fire. Lord, that she has within her to teach the word of God, to bring back the foundation of truth, Lord. And I pray that the many doors will open up, Lord, in that way, Heavenly Father, for us to die. And I just pray for complete health over here, right now, from head to foot. I just pray complete healing from head to foot. And I just pray that every head that's been trying to attack your head will be broken today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I just pray for your peace. 
that passes all understanding, Lord, that will break every yoke that's trying to hinder you. And I just thank you for, Lord, I just see you, Lord, as a, a, a blesser in the way that she gives, Heavenly Father, and has been doing it for years, Heavenly Father. And I pray, Lord God, that you'll just pour and pour, Heavenly Father, into your kitty, into your kit of abundance, Lord God. In Jesus' wonderful name, I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just pray for Pastor Rob and for, uh, and for Pastor Fiona. Lord, I just thank you for the beauty of your presence over both of them and the peace, Lord, upon them. And I just cut off a series of attacks that has been assigned against them, Heavenly Father. Lord, today. Lord, the assignment of attack against the sleep, Heavenly Father, and against the peace, Heavenly Father. I pray right now that thou will be broken off them right now, Heavenly Father, Lord God, and that their sleep will be sweet, Heavenly Father, and that they will have so much rest, Heavenly Father, that, Lord, that encumbrance of your Holy Spirit, Lord, will just so quicken them, Lord, in the revelations and the dreams and in the purpose, Lord, that you have passed the rock here for. What an honourable, mighty man of God and mighty woman of God that both of them are, Heavenly Father. That, uh, and I just pray, Lord God, that everything that's tried to hinder what they've been doing, Lord, will be broken, every word, Heavenly Father, and Lord, every voice, Heavenly Father, I pray, will lift off and will not have any more impact over their ministry and over their household and over their sleep. And Lord, that you will bless all the children, Heavenly Father, in every way possible, Heavenly Father. And that you would permeate them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In the mighty, wonderful, precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Can I share something? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've just been, uh, just as, as you were speaking about those people in cages. Yes. Uh, it's, it's like the Lord said to me, there are people here that are in cages, that your cage is well hidden. You, you, the cage is so well hidden. You, you walk around, people say, how are you? I'm, so, I'm fine. But inside there's a cage. You wow. know it. And God knows it. And I believe God wants to set open those cages and set you free this morning. Yes, so if, if that resonates with you and you, you feel like you've been locked into something or that you feel bound in some way or you feel that there's a, something happening in your life that you need God for, I'm going to ask you to come, come forward and I'm going to ask Con, Pastor Conan to pray for you. If that resonates with you, would you do that? Amen. Amen. Yes, come up. Come if you feel that you... Hallelujah. You know, God is the key. Jesus is the key. He's going to unlock many here today. If you feel that you, please feel free to come up. I won't bite you. Hallelujah. 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 There's about 10 more of you here that will want you to come up. Hallelujah. Hello, <laughs> 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 <
Thank you. Almond of concrete. It's bunker. Oh. If you're sitting there, please pray that God really oh. ministers and touches these people. Don't just sit and watch and really pray and enter in there with What's going to break off you right now, my sister? Every chain, every cage that you've been shot into.